When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Week one, U.S. Bank Stadium. What? Week one, okay. U.S. Bank Stadium against the Packers. No you open up against your former team. What no are your way. first thoughts? Mm, first of all, I want to say I'm happy that I get the opportunity to play football again. Also to be here with my coaches. But you know what I'm most excited about? To be able to play them twice a year. It's going to be a whole lot of cheesing going on. How about that? <laughs> okay. I love that guy. Zadarius, he's great. Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. How can you not love that personality? I, I And I told you guys this last week on the show, too. I feel like he's drawing something out of Daniil Hunter. Daniil Hunter, kind of a just a flatline personality. You need guys like that. Harrison Phillips brings the same type of energy too. Just a just kind of a gregarious, fun meat and potatoes guy. I think they're building something there on that defensive line, or I guess call it the, the defensive front because we don't know who's going. No, we, we have grass. no idea where anyone's going to be. Not, that's the that's we're not the key. Sure yet. <laughs> there are multiple. Uh, we always have our hands in the grass here on Purple Daily Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. Before we die, we reject 500 mediocre football, and we aspire for the Vikings to do better and to win mm-hmm. championships. And the show is presented by Surly Brewing Company and by TCL. Redefine creativity with the TCL 30V 5G smartphone. Ooh. Enjoy blazing fast 5G speed and an AI-powered 50-megapixel triple camera system, ultra-realistic and true-to-life visuals powered by NextVision. Booming sound from the dual speakers. Learn more at TCL.com. So, football. Chris Sims has, it's kind of brilliantly, actually. Chris Sims and Dan Orlovsky are maybe the two most impressive professional career paths in that they just held clipboards in the NFL for a number of years. Orlovsky for like 12 years or something. And Chris Sims. And then they've parlayed these very mediocre backup quarterback careers into these huge profiles right on NBC sports Genius. and ESPN and Chris Sims every year does his top 40 quarterback rankings and he's slow cooking this baby this is like he's unveiling like four or maybe five a day he said I think it's five a day because he started off with 36 through 40 last week was Tyrod Taylor Gardner Minshew Teddy Bridgewater Kenny Pickett Drew Locke Declan's guy Drew Locke in that 40 spot and Teddy mm-hmm yeah, he's not not too high on Teddy. Oh, clearly not. 
And then he and then thirty one through thirty five was Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, Geno Smith, Tyler Huntley, and Davis Mills. And so now we're now we're getting into the top thirty this week. But he's I mean, this is going to play out for like two more weeks. I'm going to give you all thirty two of mine oh my today. God. Whoa, no right now. Whoa, not going to slow cook it like Whoa. Chris Sims. That's Whoa. right. I thought we talked right about now. this. I thought you were going to do Mm-mm. one a day for the next. Oh. Well, I was going to do uh, the first name and then the last <laughs> yeah, name on the second day. Bridgewater. We'll come back tomorrow with who it is. <laughs> Which Bridgewater is it? Yeah. Who knows? All right. Let, <laughs> all 32. So I have ranked I've ranked 32 quarterbacks, but it's not necessarily 32 teams, as you'll notice. It's just 32 quarterbacks. And I've put them into eight different categories. So there's kind of a tier one, and I've named all the categories here. Well, you named the tiers too. I love the categories. tier ranking. I love the tier. Names. I like that. You gotta go. You gotta go you gotta, tier. Yeah, rank. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. I just love it. It's very important. Very Because you got to draw a line. Sometimes you know you might see, oh, well, this guy is yeah. seventh and that guy is eighth, but there could be a fault line between yep. those two tiers. And now in the Christian Ponder division. <laughs> uh, so looking back, I just I found we did this on May 10th of 2021. So we did this about a year ago. And I had Kirk Cousins 13th last year, just ahead of Matthew Stafford. Needed to see Matthew Stafford in a non-Lions infrastructure to see what he was really all about. I think we learned what he was really all about. And then I was mocked and ridiculed for having both Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in my top 10 going into last season. You guys laughed. Declan belly laughed at Justin Herbert. I did belly laugh. Joe Burrow, he was hurt. How can you put Burrow said. The Bengals hey, I liked absolutely Burrow. stink. I liked Burrow. I thought the Bengals stunk. That I just want that in the existence. The Vikings don't have to worry about the Bengals in week one because the Bengals stink. There was a was screaming Declan's toddler above me. I was not words. in the right head space, okay? It was a whole thing. <laughs> so just so you know, before you know, before you put Chris Sims quarterback rankings above old Macadac's quarterback rankings and stature, old Macadac told you Joe Burrow's gonna be a good football player. <laughs> Only one in America that mm-hmm. thought Joe Burrow was going to be a good football player. Apparently. You saw clearly. Sure. All right. Tier number one. It's the hop on my back tier of quarterbacks. These are guys who elevate everyone around them. All right. And they're, they're championship caliber quarterbacks where if you give them great infrastructure, your team is going to thrive and be in contention to win Super Bowls. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. The hop on my back tier. I got Patrick Mahomes number one still. I know it last year was kind of shaky. But, you know, push comes to shove. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen, number two. Mm. Tom Brady, number three. Justin Herbert, number four. Joe Burrow, number five. Aaron Rodgers, number six. Russell Wilson, number seven. Wow, okay. The hop on my back, top tier of quarterbacks. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Mm. How close did you come to putting... uh, uh, Russell Wilson in the next category. I came closer to putting another quarterback in the top category than I did to moving Russell Wilson out. I think, I, I mean, we're going to find out this year. Yep. Russell Wilson's so interesting because I don't think he's been given nearly the type of offensive system and infrastructure. Like, it's great to have great defenses, which he had five years ago right. and eight years ago. Right, But the last five years, the Seahawks have had putrid defenses, bad offensive lines, and an antiquated, still mostly run-first offensive scheme, although they've leaned on him to pass more in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think going to Denver, offensive-minded coach, just, I think, better overall defense, offensive line. He's got some weapons to, to play around with. So I think you'll see Russell Wilson emerge more into that hop on my back. So you seem to disagree. No, no, I, I think he is. I can't decide yet. Like, I'm I'm on the border of, of did the team around him disintegrate to the point where he was not as good or is he not as good? Because his style definitely lends itself to eventually probably breaking down a bit. Um, I don't disagree. I'm just not sure. I could see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd take him in a heartbeat, so... All right. Any any Dex? Any strong disagreements here? Any? Who would you guys have number one? I'd have. Mah- I still. I still take Mahomes one. I still take okay. Mahomes one. If you gave me a choice of any quarterbacks yeah. to take, take first on the dot, give me Patrick Mahomes every single time. Even that's with Josh Allen having a great year. Justin Herbert. Um, yeah, obviously defying what I thought he was going to be. Joe Burrow, same thing. Uh, Mahomes still number one. I, have, I don't have a problem with this list. No. Joe Burrow. I gotta admit, now intrigues me though for that spot. He's got everything. He's got the it factor. Hi, he's, got, he's got a lot going for him. Um, I think your rankings are, are are right, aside from the fact that I think Burrow maybe should be higher. But I don't know. He's one. I, I mean, I could put him. I could put him three. I don't know if I can put him ahead of Mahomes and Allen yet, but yeah. I could. I could definitely put him three. That's I definitely could, a debate. I, I went down so. Yep. All right. Tier number two. It's the give them a good car and they'll drive the hell out of it tier of quarterbacks. Oh. So these guys aren't necessarily elevate everyone around them no matter what. Right. You know, hey, we'll find a we'll find a way to win ten games regardless of having the thirtieth defense. These guys need a little more infrastructure, but if you give them a good car, you're gonna win a lot of games with Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, and this is gonna this one's gonna be controversial. But I did the same thing with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert last year. And we laughed at you. Tre- Trevor Lawrence emerges into this tier by the Woo! end of the 2022 season. Oh, a little forecast. Think about so, so these are quarterbacks eight through thirteen. <laughs> look at the look on Declan. This is the same look that Declan gave me with mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and Justin <laughs> Herbert last year. Look on Declan's face. You look like he looks like the rotten egg was just put in front of his mm. nose. Listen, let's go back a year ago before <laughs> before before the train wreck that was Jacksonville and yeah. Urban Meyer and all the stories that came out. This was a can't miss generational quarterback in the same sentence as an Andrew Luck or you know go back to like John Elway. Mm-hmm. This is this was one of the most surefire can't miss quarterback prospects, and Urban Meyer did everything he could to sabotage it. Yeah. And so now he gets an actual professional quarterback, offensive-minded coach to come in and Doug Peterson. I just feel like this is going to be a big step forward for Trevor Lawrence in year two. He's going to have more help. They always have free agency money to spend in Jacksonville, and they bolstered some of that team. So I know it sounds crazy right now, but I said the same thing about Burrow and Justin Herbert last year. This is sort of a, a forecasting of Trevor Lawrence moving into this tier. Valid points. Uh, coaching has to definitely play a factor of him being ruined to the ground last year. I mean, my God, Urban Meyer. I mean, we talk about buffoons of the week on Mackie and Judd. Like, the number one coaching buffoon, maybe just individual buffoon, could be Urban Meyer. Um, and I think Doug Peterson helps elevate that a little bit more. Of all those second-year quarterback bins, like right, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, etc., Lawrence is definitely, I think, propped up the most to take a step forward of all those guys individually. 
Um, but I just think it's a little premature to put him in the same tier as the Kyler, Dax, Lamar, Deshaun, Stafford. Yeah, I know. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's in, the point in, of it. Yeah. It, it eight inflames or, in eight or nine discussion. Months. Phil, I think you are absolutely positively correct. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, is a generational quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He's generational. And Jacksonville was a dumpster fire. Everything about it. Is Peterson Lombardi? Probably not. But you know what he is? He's a guy that knows quarterback play, and he knows how to get the most. Um, He definitely did for a a period of time from Carson Wentz, who has turned out to be a pumpkin. But I think that when you go back and watch Lawrence in college, you see a generational talent. And he's an incredibly smart kid. I think he can lead. He's mature. Um, Yes, I expect that the Jacksonville Jaguars will actually surprise a lot of teams because I think the Jaguars were dragged down by the incompetence that ran them, not the incompetence of the entire roster. Um, I think I would not be surprised by next year if you are tempted to put him in category one for Trevor Lawrence. Wow. I Whoa, think he's a generational judges, talent. Judges went, judges no, went but I said next year. I, I said next year. You just, you just went further than I said I next year. I said I'm, I'm going to say next year. Joe Burrow's there now, right? Herbert's there now, right? I'm telling you, by next year, I think this kid is a generational quarterback. I love him. You know, by the way, I had a debate with family over the weekend. Oh, boy. When people say next year or next weekend. Next season, yeah. So, you know, so, so, like, so like if I told you guys it's a Monday right now, if I said, hey, next weekend. We're going to do this. We have plans to do this. Am I referring to the upcoming weekend? Yes. Or the weekend after the upcoming weekend? No, you're referring to the upcoming, in my opinion. No. Okay, what if it's Thursday? If I say, hey, next oh, weekend. Oh, then that's the next one. Okay, then where's the where's the cutoff? When does next the weekend. The right up here When is head. next weekend this weekend? And when does next weekend really you don't become? don't talk about weekend get after this, this weekend, weekend no, no, on no. Monday. This is a great conversation. Once you get. On Monday, it's now all this weekend. So, like, it, it so it, Monday is so this, this weekend, this weekend. But, but no, but 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 if I, I said th- if right now, if I said, hey, this weekend, aren't you thinking? Oh, he's going to say something about what happened yesterday or two days ago? No, I don't. I do. I do. This is fast. <laughs> Next weekend starts like Thursday, Friday. Put it on the poll. Yeah. When you, but when you say, but but hold on, Judd, you just said next weekend today on a Monday, refers to the upcoming weekend. Yes. But yeah. then you said Trevor Lawrence next season yep. is going to be in that top tier. But yep. you're now you're skipping this upcoming season. Yes. I feel like you're being sort of hypocritical. I am, but I know what I'm talking about, and that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm self-assured in what I'm saying, and that's all I care about. I know okay. I don't need you to know what I'm saying. I need to know what I'm saying. Okay. All right. All right. That brings us to tier three here. That's incredible. And this tier is labeled... Been in the NFL for years, and we still don't know if they're good or not. Or how good they are, I guess, would be a better way to phrase this. And there are three quarterbacks in this tier. (laughs) Oh, only three. Okay. 14, 15, 16 are the rankings here. Uh, Derek Carr, 14. Kirk Cousins, 15. Ryan Tannehill, 16. Mm. Interesting. It's weird because there's some years where Ryan Tannehill is like top five in, in, you know, PFF grade or... I think he was like number one or two in PFF grade a couple of years ago, and then but then you watch him play. And like, he shouldn't know. have got paid what he got paid. He's the highest paid player in the I NFL. I know it's ridiculous. That that's the mistake. Um, I would just change my nitpick nit here is I would just change the phrasing. I would I would put it as good, not great. 
Good, okay. not great, because like they're good. Like, you but, said, you but said, sometimes they show greatness, and their statistics show greatness too. They're just they're weird. But I think still don't know if they're good. Like I think Carr, Cousins, and Tannehill are good. I think like that's a they are how, good. How good you don't know, right? So and that's where I think we. So have how, to we don't know it. how we don't know how good they are. These What's guys the are all in their thirties, basically. R- run the phrasing past me. Here, all right, here's the new phrasing. Yep. Been in the NFL for years. We still don't know how good they are. We know that they're pretty we good. Don't, yeah, we don't know if they can be. Their numbers say we that don't know they if they can, can be, be great. I'm guessing no, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. But see, people would fight you on this one because you're saying good, not great. And some people would say, whoa, 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 wait a second. You give Derek Carr a real head coach. You give Kirk Cousins a real head coach, then they can be great. And we're about to find out. So it's just like this constant debate. That, but over that's what makes it so much are. fun now. Like, we are about I mean, to find out. These guys are so ambiguously good that we can't even agree on the headline for the category for the bin. <laughs> Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, 14, 15. 16. Wow. One thing we can all agree on mm-hmm. is that Folly Coffee, as oh. a new partner here on Purple Daily, is delicious, right, Judley? That's what you tell us. Folly Coffee is outstanding. In fact, I've got a story that's more important than anything Sports Dad says because it's, it's Sports Mom, a.k.a. Dawn. So for years, she would have her coffee and then leave and inevitably stop at a big coffee store, right, to get another coffee for her her day. Last week, started making folly. Guess what happened? All of a sudden, she's got a canister that she's taking to work. Wow. She's putting the coffee in, which means Sports Dad has to make another pot, which is fine. But the fact is, Dawn approved. And this is the biggest approval because we are now, it's actually... Saving us money because she is taking the coffee to go. So imagine that. And this is why I'm going to encourage you right now to try it out. Fully customizable coffee subscription to match how much coffee you drink and your favorite flavors. Go to follycoffee.com. Use the code word score and check out for 10% off your initial order. Um, Again, that's follycoffee.com. F-O-L-L-Y. In fact, if you're watching, you can see my cup right there. F-O-L-L-Y, follycoffee.com. But I'm telling you right now, my wife, sort of a coffee snob, and she's taking Folly Coffee to work, which is the ultimate compliment to Folly Coffee. Love it. You can always support us by supporting our partners here, which means get your butt up to Brainerd International Raceway as well. Vroom, vroom. Yeah, America's fastest drivers are coming to Minnesota at Brainerd International Raceway, uh, and they're bringing the Discovery Channel Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings. You're like, what is no prep? What does that mean? Well, no prep means that nothing has been done to the track to help the drivers out. So these roads are rough and untested. It's bragging rights. There's huge cash prizes on the line for these drivers. Also, from the family's perspective, when you're going up there, kids 12 and under get in free. Visit BIRMN.com, BIRMN.com for camping and ticket information today. All right, let's keep going here. Can I hit that quarterback in the face? I I want to do it. The old Macadac quarterback rankings and tiers here. All right. So real quick, what are your thoughts on Kirk Cousins being 15th? And I get that I'm kind of tricking this list up a little by putting Trevor Lawrence 13th. I'm looking ahead on Trevor Lawrence. Right. But uh, what are your thoughts on that, Kirk Cousins? Um, I think it's about right. Personally, I'd probably have Cousins 13th or 14th, but I wouldn't have him top 10 for sure. But I think your categories are pretty damn fair because I agree. Tannehill, Carr, and Cousins, because you could go back to the stats and be like, well, look at their stats, Phil. I mean, come on, just look at their stats. Okay, stats are fine. but what? And, and the Vikings are basically with the switch to 
O'Connell are essentially saying, well, the stats are good, but we've never gotten maximum production. And I do think that it's going to be very fair at the end of 2022 that you say, now we at least know a lot more, right? Because I think yeah, this will also- answer your question a little bit in 2022. Another interesting note here, too, is that when you, when you have the, let's call it the 13th to 15th best quarterback in the NFL, but not on a discounted price. So he's not, you're not, not like the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts, I think, is behind this tier, we'll, and we'll get to that. But they got him for like a million dollars a year, right? which means value. They can build the rest of their, they can overpay for a receiver or something, right? Right. Um, the Vikings are in a spot where, cool, you have one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the world, but there's only 32 teams, and you're not getting a discount really on right. him. Maybe you could argue, well, yeah, well, if he hit the open market, you might get a couple million dollars discount. Right. Um, but it makes it tough. I mean, th- this is how you become an eight- or nine-win team. I think the three quarterbacks that are above him in the two tiers that you have made here on the hop in my back and the drive the car into the ground uh, tier are Lawrence, Kyler, and Deshaun Watson are the ones that I can see him jumping. Lawrence just because you think, you think Kirk is better than you think Kirk is better than Deshaun Watson. I, I just don't know how good Deshaun Watson's been with two years off, and also the Browns. I they're kind of now I feel like teetering back to their classic boneheaded ways. So yeah, I think Deshaun Watson's really good. Though. I think he's yes, I think he's damn good. He was good. I on actually the field. think there's a better chance Deshaun Watson moves into the top tier than Kirk okay. passes. Now, Kyler, Kyler, I can sort of see mm-hmm. that one, I can sort of see, but if Watson comes back and plays. Anything like he did previously, he's a he's a star. Like he's a great yeah. player. He's just turns out he's a creep, allegedly. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I think we know he's yeah, a creep, no, but we'll great. see about his on field performance. All right, tier number four is people are bored with these guys, but you could do far worse. Okay, there's two guys in this tier: <laughs> Matt Ryan at 17. Yep. He's just been kind of stuck in this weird Falcons purgatory. You know, Julio Jones aged out, and then Calvin Ridley missed the season, and he basically lost his weapons, and their team kind of eroded from that Super Bowl run. And now he's going to get this rejuvenation. By the way, breaking news, Declan just sent us this. Nick Foles will be Matt Ryan's backup under Frank Reich in Indianapolis. So Reunited. They're getting the band back together with Frank Reich and Nick Foles. So Matt Ryan at 17. I think Matt Ryan could jump a tier or two. I think he could jump into that. With the right infrastructure again, mm-hmm. he could probably jump up closer to the, to the like top 12 if he has a big season. And then again, people are going to slam me for this, but Jimmy Garoppolo at 18. Did you guys know that Jimmy Garoppolo led the NFL in net yards per attempt last year? Did not. He's been to NFC title games. He's he been win. to a Super Bowl. He's certainly a flawed quarterback, but when it comes down to it, his teams win. He produces more than he doesn't. I got now the shoulder thing is right is a big question, but I got Jimmy G and Matt Ryan in the people are bored with these guys, but you could do far worse category. How much more flawed is Garoppolo than Kirk? Like if if you were to be if Gar- I, to, yeah, it, listen if if Garoppolo hadn't suffered the shoulder injury, I would have him above Kirk Cousins in these tiers. But I'm dinging him a few spots because we he's so banged up. We don't know where he's going to play. And he does make he some might of, be a backup. We don't know. And he does make some of the dumb mistakes that Kirk does not make, but he takes chances that sometimes you, you would almost like to see Kirk take. So mm-hmm. it's sort of hard. But, I mean, Garoppolo, he does win. 
There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. And he's had some great teams around him, but Kirk had a couple well, of great teams around him in 2018-19 as well. And it, I think the coaching difference is big because Jimmy has the, yes, that's the exactly. offensive-minded quarterback guru that Kirk hasn't had in Minnesota. Yep, where O'Connell is about to sort out that this talker, it's through that coaching. Because I think after this year, there's going to be no excuse on coaching now. Right? Like yeah. that's stripped away. And maybe Kirk thrives. Maybe he's great. But for the first time, especially since he arrived here, Kirk is now going to have a coach who is completely focused on Kirk. So, like, we can take away the Zimmer's fault or they didn't care about offense uh, topic. All of those things will now be equal where where Cousins will have a coach who is considered among probably the most quarterback-friendly coaches in the entire league. Yeah. All right, next tier, tier number five here. It's the pretty fun to date, but would you love them enough to marry them category? Fun to date, won't marry. 19 through 24 here. Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, Tua. Hold on a second. In that order. Can you read those again? Go again. Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, and Tua. All of them have shown nice flashes of some winning here and there and some stats here and there. They've also shown some fatal flaws. You know, Jameis with the 30 interceptions, Carson Wentz, you know, sort of burning out two locker rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Baker Mayfield burning out a locker room. Mac Jones, probably in a different category of just having a ceiling. Like, how, how good is he really at the peak of his powers? And Jones was last on that list, Phil? Tua was last. On or Tua was last. Yeah. Um, all right. Mac Jones, I would take out and Hurts because I don't know yet. Uh, I would say that the rest of that, that list at best, one night stands for me. We ain't getting married. Okay. They're one night stands. If that, like, I, I'm still kind of holding out on Jameis Winston a little bit. I still feel like there's, I don't see it. There's a guy in there somewhere. There might be, but I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, when you throw what his final year in Tampa, 32 picks or something, like it was straight out of 1976. Um, I can't really do that one. I mean, that's overboard. Um, but on Hertz and on Jones, I don't know. I think you might have Mac Jones a little low. To be honest, I think you might have uh, he he did impress me. I think you might have him a little bit low. Tua, I'm the more I see him, the more I'm out, and we'll find out now because he he definitely has the guys now. Uh, but Tua has I've been really disappointed there because I thought he was going to be really good, and he's just sort of been nah. What? Well, yeah, I think I think Tua and Jalen and to a degree Mac Jones. I know Mac Jones is a rookie. I just I need to see a little bit more. But Tua and Jalen, let's highlight these two dudes because both of them came out of the same draft. Correct? They both were drafted in, in the same class. And Hertz has kind of was a gadget quarterback a little bit. Still racked up four thousand yards in terms of passing and rushing and all that noise. But Tua, I don't know yet. I think both of them have abilities to jump up on this list, but they've also potentially have already seen their ceilings. Um, the rest of them, between Baker and Carson and Jameis, I loop in the same, yes, I never want to talk to you again. The other interesting thing about this list is if you can get these guys on a rookie-scale contract, you'll absolutely roll with them for like four years. So if you saw them in an uncomfortable, like a parking lot or something, you wouldn't even make eye contact, right? No, no, I don't want to see you again. Please, please, back away, back away. All right, now that we've peeled away Declan's emotional relationship scars here. Always fun to do, always fun to do with young Tier number six. Okay. It's the we're about to find out in 2022 tier. Ooh, exciting. And this is quarterbacks 25 through 29. Justin Fields, 
Daniel Jones, which honestly we may have already found out about Daniel Jones. Yes, yes. Uh, Zach, but now you know, but now he's got like a real offensive coach. Zach Wilson, twenty-seven. Davis Mills, twenty-eight. Trey Lance, twenty-nine. Okay. We just we just need to see more of these guys. They're they're young. There's some talent. Fields, there's some flashes. Fields, Wilson, Mills, uh, to a certain t- degree, and Trey Lance for sure. Daniel Jones, seen enough. Don't care. Bang, you're out. I'm I'm out on him. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. Yeah, could be. But the Giants are going to right. I mean, the, at this Able. point, could unlock him a little bit. Yeah, the without Giants picking are, up his his option year, which is interesting because it's it's Bradbury, but far worse. It's a quarterback. So like mm-hmm. they're going to be like, ah, oh, dude, you're starting for us. Okay, you trust me? Nah, not enough to not enough to extend you for a. Yeah. Well, I mean, for him, it's like his career's on the line this year. So yeah. they've kind of created some some career urgency there. Yep. And then uh, tier number seven here, just keeping the seat warm in 2022. Yep. 30, Mitch Trubisky. 31, Jared Goff. 32, Drew Locke. I did put a 33rd quarterback here in the just needs a chance somewhere bin, Tyler Huntley. So technically he's he's a he's an eighth category here, a 33rd nice. quarterback. That's nice of you to think of him. Well, t- he looked really good for like two or three weeks mm-hmm. backing up Lamar Jackson. That was nice of you. So um, there you have it. Those Drew are... Locke. Declan, your thoughts. quarterback rankings. Because oh, you're a big Drew Locke guy. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, he, see, I was going to be terrible this year. So good luck to Drew Locke. Good luck to anyone who is taking the football and throwing it around in Seattle for the next few years. McAdack might be signed to a pro contract for all God's sakes up there. So, uh, yeah, Drew Locke, good luck. RIP, buddy. It was a good run. Love your dance moves. Keep up the TikTok. I'm fine with that. I'll give you one for, for me that I think I'm done with. And it's because I flap my gums continually about what quarterbacks bring intangible wise. And we talk about, you know, yeah, they've got to be good, but they got to be. I think I'm completely out on Baker. Yeah. I think I'm. Com- no, no. But I mean, I think I'm I'm like Daniel Jones pieced out. Uh-huh. I, I just he is he appears to be such a whiner and not a galvanizer. Like he, he does play more than Daniel Jones, though. Yeah. I mean, he, like, he's a better player. than. Daniel but Jones. I think if you were to say, would you take him now? Um, again, I would have taken him for a year when I was building something. But like, as far as a long term, if Baker Mayfield pops back up in 2022 and puts together a good good year, would I Tannehill him? And my my I I would absolutely not. I don't trust him. I I would yeah. not trust him at all. Would I take a transition year flyer on him? Absolutely. If I had some cap space or if he made less than he makes, yeah, absolutely. But it's all good. Once you get past the top tier. The, Basically, once you get into like the ninth, tenth quarterback on the board and further down, you got to be careful not paying them Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill type money because it shipwrecks your chances to win a Super Bowl unless you are perfect with your drafting and it's finding all the value elsewhere. Yeah, not realistic. And You're so, right. so, uh, so to recap: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson are my top seven. Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, soon to be. I've got him 13th, soon to be. Uh, and then Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill are 14 through 16. And then the rest are less relevant. Nice work. So there you go. Nice work. Thank you. Yes. I Mitch put in Trubisky. days, months of film study. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Scouting. You know what? Go find a job, dude. The USFL is looking right now. Go find a job somewhere Kyle else. Kyle looking pretty good. Doesn't the looking CFL start good. soon here, too? I believe they're on strike. Yeah. Oh, they're on strike. I believe the, the CFL. CFL's on strike. Yeah, I think they have all the two teams that went on strike. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think they're on mm. strike. The XFL starts next year now. Is that right? Yes. Correct. Peterson will play somewhere. 
I guarantee you, Adrian Peterson, for sure, USFL, XFL, he will be somebody, right? Yep. I, I think I actually wrote that down like three years ago, Dex. But he won't go you away. You did. It's, it's, yeah. It's you pending. definitely have that as a prediction. It's pending. He'll, you see, he'll finish his career in the XFL, it's which would be hopper. funny if he, if, if he played in the XFL and then finished his career in the USFL, you would not get that point. But uh, LOL. we'll what, see. Let's we'll see what happens. LOL. There. That's a bunch of crap, you guys. So uh, what are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? A really interesting trip down memory lane here in Sports Illustrated today that we, we should we should tap into Sports Dad Judd here for a minute. But uh, uh, let's first talk about Sports Dad's weight loss journey over the past several years. How can people, we got an email from somebody else over the weekend. Yeah. Essentially, you know, hey, how does it, is this really, Judd's really lost all this weight from Livia? Yes. Yes. Yes, in, indeed. Th- thanks to my friends at L- Livia Weight Control Centers, I am down now. 40 pounds. That's example. That's exactly right. And as summer approaches, you know what? To fit into your clothes, to feel good, to shed the weight. Join their new Simple Start plan for only $59. You receive one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their team of experts, their dietitians. I call them coaches. Go to livea.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, livea.com, livea.com. It's where Weight loss doesn't just begin. Here's the important thing. It continues because I'm in the maintenance phase right now. And guess what? For the first time, I am keeping the weight off. Livia.com. Check them out and lose that weight for summer. And one of the best things about Livia from what we can see in Judd's uh, week-to-week lifestyle is you don't have to just stop fun foods and drinks. You can still drink beer while on your weight loss journey. In fact, I got a story for you boys because on Saturday – Golden Valley, American Legion Hall, Don and I went and played bingo. We were playing bingo. And you know what? You know what they had on tap? Furious. Surly. It was outstanding. Had a couple. Enjoyed it. Didn't win. But you know what? Still fun. And yes, Surly is the perfect. It's the perfect partner for bingo. It's the perfect partner for watching sports. And the nice thing is. There are so many different delicious brands as summer approaches. In fact, there is a variety pack out right now that's going to address your needs because the weather is going to warm up at some point. I know that. Surly, check them out. All right, boys. What are people saying about the Minnesota Vikings? Greg Bishop did a long feature in Sports Illustrated, SI.com over the week. I'm assuming it's in the... uh... If you've got the actual like Sports Illustrated magazine, I'm sure you can find it in there too. I don't know. Well, I don't know how many people do that still, but it looks back on the poison pill feud between the Vikings and Seahawks from 16 years ago that landed Steve Hutchinson in Minnesota and then later Nate Burleson in Seattle. Genius. The whole thing is a great read. I'm going to read you some stuff here, and Judd, you covered these teams. You covered the poison pill era oh, yeah. of Vikings football, so chime in here yep. with uh, anecdotes. So he talked to both Brad Childress and Mike Holmgren, who oversaw, I think, both the front office and the, the coaching staff for the Seahawks at the time. He did. Brad Childress considers Minnesota's salary cap guru, Rob Brzezinski, at the time and still today, one of the most creative, innovative, and capable contract architects in all of pro sports. Yeah. He compiled detailed spreadsheets full of projections and various scenarios that were simplified so coaches could understand how one contract related to every other one. When it came to Steve Hutchinson, Brzezinski, who politely declined to comment for this article, which is <laughs> classic, and like he doesn't, 
He doesn't do a lot of media. I think he did something for Vikings.com on draft day, but right. he's just he just sits behind the scenes doing his he Brzezinski things. He in the shadows. Yep. Uh, he politely declined comment for the article, but he had an idea back in 2006. When Brad Childress first heard the twist, it sounded like pure artistry. If Steve Hutchinson agreed to this, the Vikings would include an unforeseen clause in their offer, one that would effectively make it impossible for the Seahawks to match. Mm-hmm. The offer was seven seasons for $49 million. And the clause, if another offensive lineman on the same team made more than Hutchinson in any one season, the entire deal would be guaranteed. And teams hate, like, the seven-year fully guaranteed thing. was not That, that was not a thing in 2006. Absolutely. Nor is it now. Absolutely. And since they'd used the transition tag on Hutchinson, Seattle had to choose to either match the Vikings' contract word for word or they couldn't just say, oh, we'll match the, the dollar value, but not, well, let's take this out. Or let their man walk. And this presented a problem for the Seahawks, who had just signed uh, another offensive lineman to a massive extension. And if they chose to match, Hutchinson's salary would effectively be, it would be lower than the other contract they signed, thus guaranteeing the full length of the seven years and $49 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so Hutchinson wound up agreeing to this offer. And there's more here, but I'll stop there for a second. And this sparked a war between the Seahawks and the Vikings that spilled over into the next offseason. Yes, but the Vikings... What do you remember about that? The Vikings 1,000% won this one. Uh, The Brzezinski contract, I remember, I think I was at the owners' meetings after that, and uh, Tagliabue went crazy. I think he, he was still commissioner at the time. He went absolutely ballistic. Because they didn't see this coming, and and there was no precedent for it, and so it was the ultimate in smart, dirty pool. Like because it was underhanded, it was conniving, but it was genius. Uh, mm-hmm. What I remember is the Seahawks had made the mistake of slapping, if I'm not mistaken, the transition tag on Hutch, not the franchise tag. The franchise mm-hmm. tag would have been like you can't go near him, you can't talk to him, you can't touch him. The transition tag opened up the possibility. Uh, the problem with Holmgren is, I believe he and his wife, um, after free agency started, went to Europe on vacation. And he mm-hmm. basically said, if something happens, call me, but I'm, I'll am i be traveling. So the Vikings exploited this and basically came in and backdoored this and gave this to, to Hutch. Holmgren, like, found out late, went absolutely ballistic, but because they hadn't used the franchise tag and, and instead tried to cheapen it with the transition tag, which would have paid Hutch well, but not as well, obviously, as the franchise, um, all hell broke loose. It was completely genius. And here's the, the great part is Hutch was in his prime. And so, like, you got a guard. At that time, I think the feeling was, well, guards are important, and, you know, they're good, but, I mean, are they really important, right? Because they weren't tackles. Um, they are more so now. But nobody was really paying guards. And so the Vikings, and this is Childress, where I give him a ton of credit, which he basically came in and said, our lines are not strong enough. We have to we have to grow our offensive and defensive lines immediately. And they did. And so the whole thing from Brzezinski to Childress was absolutely genius because this made Burke better, McKinney, everything about the left side of that line became solidified and the contract was a lot 
But in the big picture of things, it was a damn good deal for the Vikings. And you can say guards don't matter or whatever, but you know, in my lifetime watching Vikings football since the mid-80s, the two best Vikings teams, 98 and 2009, had Hall of Fame left guards. Or Randall McDaniel was a left guard or a right guard? I think he was a left guard. He, either way, they had yep. Hall of Fame left guards. Guard. So the yep. story continues. Mike Holmgren was smoldering. He followed with a phone call to Brad Childress. He said the Seahawks planned to make a run at Nate Burleson as soon as they could, a talented wide receiver and restricted free agent for the Vikings. That was the next year, though, right? Yes. Wasn't that, or was that, okay. I think it was. Um, and uh, Childress said the Vikings might entertain a trade for for Nate Burleson if it was a first-round pick, and Holmgren spit back, you're not getting my first-round pick, and you're not going to be able to match the contract. <laughs> yes. Nah. Uh, he goes, I don't want to do it, but the guys next door, the front office, they're going to write it, which, of course, they did. Seattle's offer contained multiple poison pills yes. that spoke that spoke nakedly to its main aim, revenge. One clause stated that Nate Burleson's deal would be guaranteed in full if he played more than five games in any one season in Minnesota, <laughs> which, obviously, if they match the contract, he would. Even if the Vikings wanted to match the offer, they could not. And what started as a workaround had morphed into something bigger and more spiteful. Holmgren's revenge served not cold, but hot. Apparently, Steve Hutchinson and Mike Holmgren were on non-speaking terms for like 10 years after this. Yeah, they didn't talk for a long time. And they finally ran into each other at a wedding. And Mike Holmgren kind of kind of ghosted. He was avoiding Hutchinson at this wedding. And his wife finally said, Mike, come on, just go talk to the guy, you know, and and so now they're, they've made up since then. But it, oh. it literally caused a 10-year rift between Steve Hutchinson and Mike Holmgren. So Nate was the same year. So th- that was March okay. 24th of 06. Um, but the trade was a great trade. Like, that's the thing is, Nate was a nice player. But, like, if I can have a guard who's going to be dominant or Burleson, who, you know, was a nice player, but he was no moss, um, I take Hutch. So so the Vikings still won. The Vikings still won, and, and the league got pissed off. And I think that they put in a lot of clauses that basically took out the poison pill ability. But the fact was, it was probably one of the smartest, most surprising twists in, contract, um, in contracts in this league based on the fact that they got a guy who then became really, really good. Yeah. Or was good. So. And became productive for them, I should say. Yeah. So that's what people are saying about the Minnesota Vikings today on this Monday, reminiscing about the poison pill feud from 16 years ago. Uh, You know, if you're looking to fortify your business with better risk management tools and resources, maybe not necessarily poison pills, Federated Insurance is here to help you. Their corporate culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making, including with your business at Federated. Face-to-face, eye-to-eye contact, which fosters long-term relationships built on trust. That's the Federated way. Find out more about how they can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Um we ran out of time for this one, but Peter King has power rankings. We can maybe power. get to those tomorrow power where he rankings. sees the Vikings in 2022. And let us know what you think. What, what are your quarterback rankings? Give us your rankings. At least tell us where you think Kirk Cousins ranks Cousins. in the Purple Daily YouTube. That's my ranking. Match is last. If I say Kirk Cousins is one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world, how can that possibly be hate? Come on. He's one of the 15 best in the world. What do you want me to say? Hater.